On this episode of Locked On Warriors, I'll tell you why the impossible a Steph Curry slump is actually going down. We'll break down the Warriors' embarrassing, no good loss to the Dallas Mavericks and preview, hopefully, a game against the New Orleans Pelicans on Thursday night. Locked On, let's boogie. You are Locked On Warriors. Your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Welcome to Locked On Warriors. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I'm Dieter Kurtenbach, riding solo today, and that's probably for the best considering the circumstances at hand. Warriors lose to the Dallas Mavericks 99-82 to last night. One of the worst basketball games that you will see. I was just <laughs> no way to sugarcoat it. Just an absolutely abysmal contest. I, I suppose that you could say some nice things about the Warriors' defense on the whole, but certainly not in the fourth quarter as the Warriors were outscored 29-15 to in that frame. Uh, the story of this game, well, there are many. But we'll start with the big one at least as it pertains to this game. We'll get to the real big one here in a second. Uh, Warriors shooting just abysmally from beyond the arc, 5 of 28, almost impossible. In fact, I would venture to say completely impossible to win an NBA game if you shoot 5 of 28 from beyond the arc. This Warriors team didn't make a three-pointer in the first quarter of this game, and while it was close throughout most of it, Dallas eventually pulled away. Uh, They had more energy in their legs. Luka Doncic was doing his Luka Doncic, James Harden impression thing. And Dorian Finney-Smith taking on the role of Warriors killer on Wednesday night. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith doing some Tim Hardaway Jr. impressions, doing some Dwight Powell impressions. Those guys were good. Those guys did their typical beating up on the Warriors. But uh, Dwight, or I'm sorry, uh, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith was the breakthrough player. Luka finished with 26 points in the game. Nobody scored 20 for the Golden State Warriors. Andrew Wiggins leading the way with 17 in a very tough night for Jordan Poole, who had a rating of minus 21 in the contest after such a spectacular game on Monday against the Miami Heat. This is the kind of game that you never talk about again. This is the kind of game that was evident from the opening tip was going to be a slog for the Golden State Warriors. I think it's ridiculous to extrapolate anything serious from this. Uh, If we do want to nitpick, I think we can talk about free throw shooting, which remains uh, an issue for this team, in particular with Andrew Wiggins. We can talk about um, the lack of assists to turnovers. Uh, It was far too tight a margin to be considered a winning effort. And and we can just talk about the the nature of the three-point shot in this modern game. Let's extrapolate that a little bit. Let's expand on that a little bit. The Warriors had open looks. I I don't think that anything they were doing on offense was forced. I don't think that they were uh, uh, faking it. I don't think they, they played a decent enough offensive game. The turnovers, a lot of them were just downright egregious and they showed up in really bad spots. The Warriors never really able to pick up some serious momentum outside of a spurt or two in this game because the turnovers did them in. That is the nature of a motion offense. Uh, everybody wants to limit turnovers. No one likes turnovers. But the, the the notion that they're just going to be gone forever 
I mean, perhaps if you play the style that the Dallas Mavericks play, perhaps if you go to the James Harden style of Houston Rockets basketball in the not-too-distant past, then you can eliminate most turnovers, not all, but most. Uh, That's just not the style the Golden State Warriors play with. It requires man motion. It requires ball motion. And both of those things were seriously lacking on Wednesday night against the Dallas Mavericks. And I don't think it was in relation to anything that Dallas did. I don't think that the Dallas Mavericks somehow cracked the code on the Golden State Warriors. I think that the Warriors just played like doo-doo. And uh, that's the way it goes sometimes. And the good news for Golden State, or perhaps the bad news, depends on how Thursday night goes, is that they will play uh, another game almost immediately. They're flying from Dallas to New Orleans. They'll play a Pelicans team that is struggling, struggling some sort of way. And uh, maybe that can get this team back on the right track. They had such a wonderful game on Monday. It it seems ridiculous to to completely bury them. But this is the yang to the yin of that Monday game. And the common denominator of, of those two games is that Steph Curry has not looked like Steph Curry at all. A really terrible game. Full full stop, a terrible game from Stephen Curry in Dallas. Uh, He's in a slump. Uh, On KMBR, we talked to Kendra Andrews of NBC Sports Bay Area, and she used the word slump again and again and again preceding this game. And I, I don't think that I had fully recognized before that conversation what was happening around Steph Curry, why that he was why he was perhaps in a slump. I, I was skeptical uh, of using that word. No longer. There is no question whatsoever. Steph Curry is in a slump. 14 points last night. 5 of 24 from the floor. 1 of 9 from beyond the arc. If you got somebody out here shooting 5 of 24 from the floor, I have a hard time believing you're going to win. Just... <laughs> Uh, I really do. I've loved what Steph Curry has done in the last couple of weeks with probing in the mid-range, really exploring the space on the floor, not being such a a boomer bust three-point option. And I think it's really helped the Warriors' offense expand, and they've certainly been an incredibly clutch team as of late, which is something that they'll need to keep up as the winter turns to spring and the spring into summer. But 5 of 24 is no bueno. It is inexcusable, and it's part of a trend now. Over the last two games, Steph Curry, 8 for 41. From the for 41, he's 2 of 19 from beyond the arc. In the last five games, he's shooting 31% from the floor and 29% from three. And the really one of the most interesting parts of this is that Steph Curry over the last two games has been a net zero player. Right, His rating has been zero. They have scored just as much when he's on the floor, when he's off. Uh, You can point to that Miami game and say he had 10 assists in that game. He had some good rebounds in this game. I don't really care that much about rebounds. I'm a disciple of the West Goldberg School of Rebounds Don't Matter. But regardless, uh, he does find ways to affect, and he certainly creates opportunities for others even when he is having a bad game, a net zero player. But that just can't be the number for Steph Curry. No, No way whatsoever. Steph Curry has to be a positive player. Steph Curry has to be a player that pushes that number into double digits easy because the Warriors, especially on a night like Wednesday night, they're not going to be a plus team when Steph Curry is not on the floor. I think the big separation between past seasons, these last two seasons, the Chase Center era, uh, which has been, let's just say rough, 
versus this year, which has been spectacular, save for last night, but everyone's entitled to a dud, is that the second unit, the third unit, the depth of this team can carry a team on any given night. And we saw that certainly on Monday against the Miami Heat. Like, this is a team that can keep its head above water. I think I told Cyrus, it's like a 500 team without Steph Curry. Um, they're, they're in the mix, right? They have the players. They have the systems. They play the defense in particular that this team can win without Steph Curry. I really do believe that. But that's not going to be every night, right? Like 500, you're going to lose half of them that you win. And it, I, the last two games are the perfect example. Steph Curry hasn't been there in the way that Steph Curry typically is there for the last two nights. He has been a net zero player, and the Warriors have won one of those games because Jordan Poole came through in a big way, and they've lost another one of those games because, well, Jordan Poole didn't come through in a big way, and Andrew Wiggins didn't pick up that slack. It was a rather pedestrian performance, if we're being honest, from Andrew Wiggins. Um, It's how it goes. The 82 is concerning, though. The 82 is concerning, and I suppose that, you know, if a few more threes go in, we're not having this conversation, but only 5 of 28 did. So we do have to have this conversation. Uh, I wonder how big of an impact Otto Porter being out for last night's game really made on the contest. Certainly it had some. I would venture to say not as much as the scoreline might indicate. Uh, But at the same time, Porter has been a really good player for this team this year. And perhaps in his absence, and, and we'll have more time to figure this out. It's a small sample size, just one game. And it was a game that very clearly, again, from the jump, looked like it wasn't going to be the Warriors' night. Even if they were to have won the game, it was not going to be a beautiful game of basketball that the Golden State Warriors play. When the Golden State Warriors play their best form of basketball, it is a beautiful game. Um, but one game, no auto porter, offense completely craters. He is not the focal point. It has more to do with Steph Curry. It has more to do with Jordan Bull. It has more to do with Andrew Wiggins. But I'm just curious to see as we push forward if this trend somewhat continues with an Otto Porter. If Otto Porter is perhaps the key that unlocks a lot of things. I, I haven't made that I haven't made that observation quite yet. I need to see more games like this where Otto Porter's not in the lineup to feel comfortable saying that. But it, it's something to monitor. And if nothing else, I think that we, we've learned from this game and, and from a couple of others that Porter is a key player for this team. Certainly he's proven that when he's on the floor. Uh, he's, I guess, proving it when he's not on the floor as well, though, again, more, more data is necessary. But they should be resting him more often, not because of what happened last night. Obviously, you want to win every game that you play, but because you need to have that guy healthy Maybe it's a self-fulfilling prophecy here, but you need to have that guy healthy come playoff time. He's a veteran. He's gone through some serious injuries before. He's you know missed a, a tremendous amount of time in his career. That's why the Warriors were able to get him on the minimum. Uh, it would behoove Golden State not to treat him like Andre Iguodala, where Andre's just going to go away for a week, come back for a day, go away for two weeks, come back for a couple of days. Like That's the Andre Iguodala plan. Andre Iguodala has earned the right to have that plan with the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Otto Porter was getting a lot of run, a lot of run over the holiday season. In no way is it surprising that it didn't get any run last night. We'll see what happens in New Orleans, but um, these sort of rest days need to be more frequent for Otto Porter. Perhaps that was proven by how badly the Warriors played without Otto Porter there. He is clearly an important player on this team, 
And when you're asking guys like Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins to step up and be secondary scorers, well, you also need to have sort of a third option there, a fourth option in Otto Porter who can step up and chip in some serious baskets as the game progresses. Let me tell you before we get to why I believe the Steph Curry slump won't last, um, let me tell you about Spotify. Now, Spotify is more than a store. It allows you to connect with your customers, drive sales, manage your day-to-day. It also lets you instantly accept all major payment methods. It has thousands of integrations for third-party apps from on-demand printing to accounting and advanced chatbots, even beyond that. I mean, again, thousands of integrations so you can get Spotify working with everything. It can supercharge your knowledge, your sales, your success. Uh, Just discover the endless possibilities of Shopify. They're tirelessly reinventing tools for growth for millions of businesses, helping them succeed every day. Discover your inspiration with Spotify. Spotify believes in liberating commerce for all because entrepreneurship has the power to drive communities forward and commerce can be a force for good. Agree with that. And discover your possible with Spotify as it unlocks opportunity of your business for more people every single day. Every 28 seconds, an entrepreneur like you makes their first sale on Shopify. And if you're interested in Shopify as well, you should be. If you're looking to start up your own business, you can go to shopify.com slash locked on MBA. That's all lowercase shopify.com slash locked on MBA. One word, lowercase for a free 14 day trial. You get full access to all of Shopify's suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash locked on MBA, all lowercase right now. That's shopify.com slash locked on NBA. I want to thank you again for making Locked On your first listen of the day. For your next listen, check out Locked On Now. Uh, nightly recaps every NBA game with analysis from your local experts. Cyrus has been on there before. Listen to Locked On Now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or you can watch it on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel, which pretty damn good channel. All right, Wardell is not playing well. And the reason last night might be a left quad contusion, which he picked up in the game and, and very well could keep him out of this game uh, against the New Orleans Pelicans. There's been a peculiarity to Steph Curry's season this year. Um, it, it just hasn't felt like it's flowed the same way that it used to. And perhaps this is just the natural byproduct of the increased media attention around the team now that they're very, very good again, arguably the best team in the NBA. Uh, and, and and the scrutiny that comes along with that being the team's lone true scoring superstar. But I don't know. I, 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 can't, I can't shake the feeling that there is just a disjointedness, that there's a peculiarity, that there's something sort of lurking under the surface. I'm not insinuating anything. It just... I think we've all kind of gotten this vibe that even amid an MVP caliber campaign, Steph hasn't been at his best for an extended period of time, really at all this season. I mean, there were early months he was fantastic, uh, but it's been a minute. It's been a minute since Steph Curry has sort of reached into a rhythm and, and controlled games the way that he can control games. Uh, I'll say this for Steph. The shots are there. The looks are clean. Uh, nothing that he's doing seems different. Draymond Green said after the game that he need he thinks that the way to get Steph going is to move him off ball more. That, of course, uh, drew some ire from some Warriors fans on Twitter. But guess what? 
Draymond Green is right. Um, a little bit less pick and roll, a little bit more of the motion. Steph is going to get wide open looks, and eventually the wide open looks will fall. Uh, at the same time, let's be real about this. If Steph needs a couple of days off, Steph should get a couple of days off. Um, I said a couple of weeks ago, be after the Phoenix game, I don't care. <laughs> I straight up don't care what happens with this team. I'm inferring nothing larger from any of the play between Christmas Day and the return of Clay Thompson. And with the return of Clay Thompson looking like that is going to happen on Sunday, I don't care if the Warriors lose back-to-back games to Dallas and New Orleans on the road. I don't care if Steph Curry is going to take uh, Thursday night's game off, take Friday off as well, practice maybe a smidge on Saturday, and then come in and play in a game against Cleveland, which, by the way, we we got to be real about this. The emotions are going to be so high in that game. The Warriors either win by 50 or lose by 30. There's no way that game is anywhere close. Um, and again, it, would it really matter all that much? Not really, because the Warriors would be getting back an all-time great talent, and they'd be integrating him into a team that's already, I think, inarguably the best team in the NBA. They are certainly teams that have a, a, a little bit more say in that than they used to when we used to say that about the Golden State Warriors. I'm looking at the Milwaukee Bucks and saying, oh boy, that's going to be really interesting next week. Um, you look at the Brooklyn Nets, who will come to Chase Center at the end of January. You look at the Phoenix Suns, who have obviously been a, a worthy foil to the Golden State Warriors this year. Uh, that's about it. Those are my teams. Those are Those are the four. And perhaps you can throw in a fifth, but I'm not really buying it. I don't buy the Utah Jazz. Sorry, just just not into it yet. Uh, I'll do some more research, but I, I don't. I I seriously question their athleticism when it comes to defense on the perimeter. I, I would rather put a bet down on the Los Angeles Clippers, especially with the number that they currently have, than the Utah Jazz to win the Western Conference to win the NBA title. Because at least with a, a, a hyper-flawed team like the, uh, like the Clippers, if Paul George comes back and Kawhi Leonard comes back, I feel very comfortable with their defense on the perimeter. I don't feel the same way with Jordan Clarkson, uh, Donovan Mitchell, and, and Joe Inglis. Plus, we saw what can happen with Rudy Gobert come playoff time. We've seen it most playoffs, and we saw it when the Warriors played the Utah Jazz on New Year's Day. So I, I'm not buying the Jazz. Um, I think there are four contenders. I think the Warriors are the best team amongst those contenders. Maybe Milwaukee will have something to say about it when these two teams face off next week. But it doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't matter what happens in some regular season games right now. Uh, what is important is that everybody's healthy, that Clay comes back, and he works his way back to being the best version of Clay he can be this season. And that could take a very long time to do just because the Warriors have no reason to rush it. Um, those are the priorities. This is all about, it's really strange because the Warriors were so good so early, they can pull off a little bit here and focus more on the playoffs. They've already proven that they're a top team in the NBA. If they go on a little bit of a losing streak here, if they're losing more than they're winning over the next couple of weeks, I'm certain that there will be people who claim the opposite, that they were just early season um, opportunists. But I, it just couldn't be further from the truth. I, 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 this is legitimately a title contending team. I think they're the best team in the NBA when they're playing their best basketball. And their priority right now 
because it's January, and let's be honest, January basketball is eminently forgettable, save for you know a game on MLK Day, which I don't believe the Warriors are playing on this year. Uh, <laughs> it's eminently forgettable. I'm not too worried about anything that's happening here. Disappointing, tough watch, all that stuff last night. Same thing might be said for the New Orleans game. We know that on Sunday, if Clay Thompson indeed comes back, and we'll have a great indication of that after the Pelicans game, uh, we know that Sunday is going to be one of the more memorable days in wa- recent Warriors history. And my goodness, if they had a few of them. Uh, but even if they lose that game, it, it just doesn't matter. This team has shown what they can do at their peak. And now they get a chance to show a new peak. But it, until you know, we're kind of delving back into the KD era Warriors because you have veterans on this team. You know, this isn't a young team. By most measures, they do have some young players, but it's not a young team um, where you only have to turn it on for so much. And of course, when the Warriors play, they do have to turn it on for most of the game, as opposed to like half a quarter when they had Kevin Durant on this squad, especially in the early years. But they can turn it on for the right games. They can turn it off for the right games, probably still win a good deal of them and make sure that Porter's healthy, Curry's healthy. Obviously not in that order of importance. Draymond's healthy. Clay Thompson is back and healthy. You know, James Wiseman's going to return to the fold here. Got to make sure that he stays healthy. He could be a big matchup player come playoff time. Andre Iguodala, I mean, just go down the list. Everybody needs to stay healthy. Everyone needs to stay engaged. And the Warriors have to do a lot of management between now and the end of the season, which we're almost, we're almost halfway. We're really almost halfway here. Um, a lot of management between now and the end of the season to make sure that this team is peaking. And I know that uh, when I use that word, people's ears perk up, uh, is peaking at the right time. Uh, right now, the odds are not so great on the Golden State Warriors to win the title. Certainly, you could have gotten it at better odds at the beginning of the season. Regardless, Bet Online wants to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. And that's in the NFL, and that's in the NBA, and the NHL, and, and who knows if Major League Baseball will ever come back. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all sports wagering action in 2022. New year, new updated desktop and mobile website, and you can sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. The promo code is locked on to get started. 50% welcome bonus if you use the promo code locked on. Football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, all your favorite Vegas casino games. Do you want to take advantage of these amazing offers available for 2022? Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online, it's where the game starts. Let's talk a smidge about this Pelicans game on Thursday night. The Pelicans are not a very good basketball team. They have the dudes who can make this game interesting. It will be interesting to see how many dudes show up for the Golden State Warriors. My expectation at this moment is that Stephen Curry will not play in this game. And if Stephen Curry doesn't play in this game, they might pull back a whole bunch of dudes. And it will be Otto Porter, Jordan Poole, and the uh, guys who will not be in the playoff rotation all-stars tonight for the Golden State Warriors. And frankly, that still might win. Uh, but again, I think that the main point that we want to make here on Locked On Warriors, don't worry too much about this. I saw meltdown after meltdown after meltdown on Twitter, which you know, mistake on my end for actually looking at Twitter after the Warriors lost last night. You won't remember any of this in a month, probably even in a week. Uh, next week, Warriors are playing the Bucks and the Bulls. That tells me more than anything 
against the Dallas Mavericks, who just are there and wholly unimportant. And certainly the New Orleans Pelicans fall under that guy's as well want to thank you for uh, making locked on warriors your first listen of the day we are free and available on all platforms now make your second listen of the day locked on bets your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs <laughs> funny how that works locked on bets it's hosted by your boy q with expert analysis and insight from lee sterling it is free and available on all platforms i'm Dieter curtain cyrus will be with you tomorrow to break down everything that happens in the pelicans game until then stay golden